0: Hi, My name is Alexandra Baton-Bailey, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the Beyond the Podium podcast series. In this episode, you'll get to know two exceptional people. First, you'll get to know Adrienne Cruz, who's a first-generation student at the University of Florida and a Matchin Scholar, and Dr. Leslie Pendleton, who is the director of the Matchin Florida Opportunity Scholars Program at the University of Florida, and she will tell you that she has the very best job here. Adrian will share with us some of his very unique experiences that come from being a first-generation student. These experiences of his are infused with humor, strength, gumption, and determination. One of his first experiences help us to frame what it means to be first in your family to attend college. It's his UF Preview story.
1: So I came to the University of Florida as, as a blind, like I was super blind. I didn't know what it was, what I was expecting um, because my parents couldn't afford a college tour. Like we only got to tour when we got to Preview. So Preview was the first time I saw UF campus. Um, and funny story is I actually brought my whole entire family to Preview because I didn't know that's how, like, how, how that worked. Um, so I had my mom, my dad, my grandparents and my uncle touring the campus with me while I did Preview. So I had friends that were just coming up by themselves with their friends. Like, it was just them without parents. While I'm here, like, renting two hotel rooms and bringing my whole entire family.
0: One of the big challenges faced by first-generation students is that they don't have someone who can walk them through what it means to go to college, what the experience is going to be like, and what to expect. There's no one to tell them stories about, hey, when I went to college, or to give them advice. Even simple advice like where to go for help with your course or who to ask if you have a question in your big lecture course. Can you email your teacher? First-gen students are great, but they may not know the ins and outs of navigating a university. And as faculty members, we might need to help them a little bit more by giving them those tidbits of advice that others might get from their parents.
2: First-generation students are, as I had mentioned, first in their families to go to college. Um, At UF and at many institutions, we define it Actually, as um, students who neither parent has earned a bachelor's degree, um, occasionally the, along that generational line, an older sibling or a cousin maybe has been to college. But um, but not having sort of the being afforded the social capital or the resources and the advice from parents who have been to college um, means that these students are really blazing the trail by themselves. In most cases, um, we hear from a lot of students that they've had that influential um, high school teacher, or guidance counselor, or coach, or neighbor, somebody who's recognized how. How academically capable and talented, they are from a young age who has almost planted the seed of, you know, you're considering going to college, right? Um, but they haven't had, again, those, you know, dinner conversations around, oh, when I studied abroad, or, you know, when I was a member of that social fraternity, you know, this is what I learned from my college experience. So they've not been afforded kind of that opportunity from parents who have been there, done that. Um, and so, again, our very, um, academically talented, eager, mindful of these opportunities that, that exist in this elusive college environment, but have never really had, you know, kind of the, the parental um, understanding of, of what that means. That doesn't mean they don't have the parental supports. Many of them have very supportive parents who are their champions who are saying, do it, do it, do it, go to college. I wish I had the chance to do it. Um, but they just don't have, you know, kind of that know-how of how to actually um, apply for college and financial aid and then navigate the college experience once they're here.
0: These students are incredibly gifted. Their families are dedicated to their success, but their families don't have the background to guide them through the experience. In many cases, this means the students find themselves having to be even more independent, taking on a role they may not have expected because they don't want to worry or concern their families. This is where their determination and gumption kicks in.
1: I remember my first week I was like, all right, do I do laundry first or do I study or do I cook? Or what do I do? Do I go grocery shopping? Um, because it's not just being a college student, it's also being an adult and it's also being a teenager at the same time. So it's that balancing aspect of like, it's all hit at once. The moment my parents left, and went down five hours, five hour drive. Um, and the fact that like, the more I would call them for help, the more they would be worried. Um, so it was the aspect of like, all right, let me solve myself and only call them when it's like a big situation um, because they don't know what I'm, what's happening here. They still don't know what's going on here. They still don't know what an internship was. They still don't know what it, what it meant for me to join organizations. Mm-hmm. They would say like, "Why are you joining organizations? Like, focus on your studies." And I'm like, "That's not the way it goes. Like, you need organizations to help yeah. you promote all this stuff." Um, so the fact that I'm still teaching them what it means, what it means to be in college, and when I can't seek out for support and stuff like that, you know, it's a big, it's a big challenge. But I feel like if you overcome it, like, it builds your character a lot.
0: First generation students have to teach their families what it means to be in college while learning themselves. They have to carve out their place, discover their interests, and learn to balance work, life, family, and friends while helping their families to understand this as well. For some, this comes more easily than others.
2: We have students who, you know, really struggle to find their niche and their fit here. Um, UF is a pretty high-wealth institution, not a bad thing necessarily, but we have students who come from all walks of life, and I think some of our scholars do struggle with kind of, you know, finding their fit and and kind of connecting with others who maybe have led more of a high-privileged life prior to college.
0: Not all students find their fit, and not all students come with the same background or formation. Some of these first-generation students – need a community to support them, to help them discover resources. In high school, many of them had a support system, but when they get to college, that support system is missing. It's shocking not to have a support system of peers, not to have that community to help, and that's essential to their success.
1: Obviously, my parents didn't know anything about, like, the moment I finished middle school, my parents didn't know anything about the education system. They're like, we don't understand it. Why are they making us do, making you do projects as elementary school? At the end of the day, like the parents are the ones doing the projects or like they don't know English. So half of all my cl- coursework and classwork, they didn't know what it is, what it meant for me to get my associate's degree as a high schooler. They didn't know what it meant to apply to college. They didn't know what it meant to take the SAT, ACT. Um, so definitely when I got here, even though I didn't have that support from my parents, I didn't have that support I had from my cap who would guide us all because We were all, the fact that I went to high school, it's predominantly all first-gen, potential first-gen college students, people of color, um, low-income socioeconomic status. Like, we were all helping each other. But then I get here, and it's pretty much, like, fair game. Um, And then most of my friends I came up with high school are, like, in the, more in the business or the pre-med industry, like, engineering I had no one. So I took this programming class without having, like, a really close friend. Obviously, I made friends along the way with engineering, but not having the aspect of, like, knowing, like, yeah, someone else is in my same shoes and are struggling the same way. Um, So I didn't know, like, when I came here my freshman year about um, study edge or any of these other, like, broader tutoring and stuff like that. So the first time I ever failed an exam was in college my first year.
0: For these students, faculty are intimidating. And taking that first step to introduce yourself, to make yourself welcoming, is invaluable to all students, but especially to those first-generation students. Those strategies can help first-generation students. That sharing your story is really important.
2: I think, you know, it's as simple as the first day of class when you introduce yourself and you tell a little bit about your history and your background. First of all, I hope all faculty do that and tell a little bit about here's where I went to college and here's what my degrees are and here's what I like to do in my spare time. I think any degree of making um, yourself sort of personable from the beginning and explaining a little bit about that history, if you yourself are first in your family to graduate from college, share that and be proud of that. I think that that, um, you know, again, opens the door. I think faculty sometimes are perceived from students as as this all-knowing, scary kind of person who is so, so smart and almost untouchable. Um, And sometimes that barrier, that divide can be very intimidating, I would say, for all students, but particularly for first-gen students who have likely never met somebody with a PhD in their whole life. And that PhD is scary or, or intimidating, um, and so I think again sharing that identity, if you do share that identity as a first-gen college graduate, is important. But even if you don't, like me, if you're not a first-generation college graduate, indicating early on um, in that semester that you are, you know, recognize that students go through a lot and, and live complex lives. You can borrow those words if you want to, um, and that you're open to, you know, wanting to really support and make sure that they feel supported by you and that you have an open door and please come to office hours. Um, So reinforcing those messages kind of um, early and often, I think really make a difference for all students, but particularly those students who are dealing with more than, You know, waking up for class and going to the gym and joining an organization and hanging out with friends and going for ice cream. Like, you know, the typical kind of student life um, is terrific for a lot of people, but for a lot of people, they have, again, all those other commitments. Um, And so early and often is important of really being approachable.
0: For Adrian, it was an incredible discovery to learn about office hours, to talk to his professor, to discover the different resources to help him through the challenging courses. This meant so much, and this helped in countless ways. Open office hours, speaking to faculty. Sharing your resources with your students is really valuable.
1: Um, just having open office hours was pretty helpful, where I would reach out to professors and be like, hey, this is the first time I've taken this class, or hey, this is the first time I learned chemistry. Um, so that's when they told me about different opportunities, like, hey, these are T hours. I didn't know what office hours were at that point. Um, I didn't know what, like, Broward Tutoring was, what Study Edge was what it was to like get a book like I didn't know what was the cheapest way to get books so I didn't get books at first because they were like in the 200s but even the professors themselves were like you know I'm not allowed to do this but like there's other options for you to get books like use Facebook use this this and that so the fact that I would just went to one office hour um and the professor was like I'll meet you at your level um definitely you know gave me a good experience for chemistry at least because that was the one I was a little bit behind um and they're like here's the TA hours and stuff like that um and the fact that like the one of the t like the professors was for lab, he was Hispanic, um, kind of made me resonate with him. And he was like, he even spoke to me in Spanish. I felt some comfort at first, um, my freshman year. Um, but definitely other than that, like, it's just being able to go to office hours and be able to speak my mind, which I didn't think I would get able to, because like, you know, your prof- this professor is teaching 500 students, you're not going to know who I am.
0: You know, students are unique. Some struggle and some thrive. But it's the awareness that students are much more than simply their classroom persona that there is a spectrum to them.
2: So just like any group of students, I think that, you know, our students really run the gamut, run the spectrum. I've got students who are completing honors theses and have been involved with the honors program while they're here. We have scholars in our program who are Cicerones, who, you know, work at presidential events and greet and host um you know, potential and current donors uh, to the University of Florida. Um, So, you know, I have students who struggle, who, you know, have a variety of relationships with parents and family members. I have students whose, um, you know, closest family members are maybe currently in the prison system. Um, I have students who are caring for either dependent children of their own or family members, um, you know, younger siblings.
0: This understanding can better frame the way we picture where students are coming from. Even more importantly, Many of these students don't even realize the differences themselves. So, the most important discovery is that there are resources available to all students.
1: I just feel like it's kind of hard to realize where people come from. Um, so, I've noticed like in my classes, especially for like physics and the STEM classes, um, people come from different backgrounds of not even just knowledge of like resources. So, like, when I took my SAT and ACT, I didn't have, like, a tutor or someone that guided me. You know, I kind of just took it on a glimpse and, like, hope for the best. Um, I did it based off that one random SAT class we had in high school. Um, but then I come here and I see myself next to the students. are like, oh, yeah, I had a tutor for physics and a tutor for AP physics, a tutor for this, this, and that. And I'm just like, wow, you know, like, there is a big difference when, you know, you know your stuff. Like, my parents my parents were like, if you we, if you would have told us, I'm like... I would have told you if I would have known, you know, they were like, we would have saved up to help you with like a tutoring service and stuff like that. Um, then at the end, I just feel like professors have to realize like people come from different levels. So it was like, it was like a very different, like who do I, you know, who do I listen to? Do I listen to my parents? Do I listen to my previous staffer? Do I listen to my friends? Like it's that aspect of like not knowing who to go for resources because you're just like so many people, so many different people are telling me so many different things. Um, but I feel like the main thing is like maybe even UF can do is like, with first-gen first students is, like, these are the resources. Don't be afraid to ask because I feel like that's one thing that, you know, at least some first-gen students is, like, they kind of try to hold their pride where they're, like, you know, I'm here for a reason. I could do it. I could do it as best as other people can. But then not realize, like, you know, being first-gen sometimes could be a, a setback. So I feel like there's nothing specifically, you know, every, every situation is different. But I feel like if you say, like, these are resources and for you to go because, you know, no one – if I didn't ask, I would have not been – I would have not known. You know, if I didn't go out and ask, but I feel like there's some people that don't go out and ask, and they just keep, like, pushing themselves back without realizing there's resources.
0: For these first-generation students, knowing that others have been successful helps them to see and know that they, too, can do it.
1: Knowing that there's been previous students that had, you know, if you could mention, like, oh, yeah, this student who got an A last year was in your same shoes. So knowing that reassurance, because the moment I failed my first exam, I'm like, am I even equipped to be in engineering.
0: So we've addressed resources and the simple understanding of the college experience from the perspective of these students. But beyond this, first-generation students are also missing some of the essential relationships that will afford them opportunities to experience things beyond the classroom. This is another area where we as faculty can help these first-generation students make up for the lack of familial professional networks that they may not have.
2: So I don't like to spend a lot of time recognizing barriers and pointing out deficits, but I will for a minute because I think it's important. Um, First-generation students don't have those built-in professional familial networks. And what I mean by that is they don't say, I'm going home this summer and interning with my mom's friend who's a lawyer. Because a lot of times mom's friends aren't also professionally kind of connected. And so as a faculty member, as a staff member, if you have an opportunity in your lab, if you have an opportunity to provide a mentoring, um, you know, connecting a student who wants to be a pharmacist with one of your friends who's a pharmacist in town, like those professional networks are so, so vital. It's not always who you know, but it's who you have learned from that can be helpful. And so allowing um, or providing opportunities for first-gen students to have some of those connections that their family likely is just not providing. Again, no, no fault of theirs necessarily, it's just a matter of opportunity. Um, and so when you realize that a student is first in their family, be excited about it, be, be you know proud that you have an opportunity to teach them and learn from them, but then also try to help connect them in ways that they likely don't have those connections.
0: These students are remarkable. Their experiences are so different and add so much richness and depth to our classroom and, frankly, to all of our students. They come ready and willing to put the work in because at the heart, this is not just their desire, but it's about their dedication to their family. These students benefit from our openness, our willingness to share our stories and our own experiences, and especially our resources. They benefit from the opportunities that we make available to them. And most importantly, they offer a unique perspective to us all.
2: I'll never forget one student who had to step out of a class that I was actually teaching, and I followed up with her later, and I said, you know, is everything okay? You you know, had to leave class kind of abruptly. And she said, you know, well, my mom just had to go into the hospital and I'm the only English speaker in my family. So I actually had to translate kind of what was going on with her to her doctors who at the hospital she was rushed to, there wasn't anybody who spoke Haitian Creole. And so she's on the phone, you know, mid-class, needing to step away, yet really take care of this family, you know, pressing family issue. Um, and so, you know, of course I was quickly very empathetic to her of what was going on. And I said, okay, well, you know, f- follow up with me about your course material, but obviously your first priority right now is to help, you know, make sure that your mom is okay. Um, and so, you know, again, our students come from just this variety of, in many cases, complex family situations that they're trying to navigate. Um, yet what I what I love is that they really see this end goal. Like they see that me earning a bachelor's degree and potentially a terminal degree later is going to influence and impact my family much much more, I guess, holistically and for the long term than dropping everything and rushing to Miami right now because something is, you know, a problem. That doesn't mean that they're not emotionally available and supportive of their family, but they really have this, you know, kind of undying connection and commitment to finishing their college degree. They want to finish what they start. You know, the 40 or 50 students sitting in your class recognizing that many of them have been through, I, you know, in many cases, and this would have been my case, a lot harder lives than I've even had to experience as a faculty or staff member growing up. And so that, you know, I think faculty, staff, people recognizing the privilege that many of us bring to this institution is very different from those, you know, in your room or in your classroom in in many cases. And so um, we have a lot to learn, I think, from our students about resilience and about grit and gumption.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Beyond the Podium podcast series. And we hope to see you next time for more tips, strategies, and ideas on teaching and learning at the University of Florida.